Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to another episode of the Middle West Podcast. This is a special edition of the episode. Uh, we're recording with a guest who's based uh, in Idlib on the ground. Um, so I'm joined by my co-host Asad Hussain. Assalamu alaikum. And guest host uh, Mustafa Dabbar. Assalamu alaikum. Um, and we're joined by Noor Qurmush, who works with uh, Rahma Worldwide. Um, and he's in Idlib on the ground. Assalamu alaikum, Noor. Thank you very much for joining. Thank you so much for having me. Um, first, it's, it's a little bit surreal from our side because we're sitting in a very kind of quiet countryside place. Um, and I understand that there's a ceasefire right now. So you guys are, so we're recording on the uh, 7th of uh, March. Um, so there's a ceasefire today. So is there any kind of violence, etc., happening around you or... Uh, well, first of all, the ceasefire uh, didn't affect anything uh, on the humanitarian situation on the ground. Uh, there are still a lot of people are suffering uh, from uh, these latest attacks. Right now, uh, the latest statistics shown that more uh, than 1.7 million internal displaced people from uh, areas of uh, rural Idlib. Um, they were forcibly displaced from their houses. They are now literally living under trees. Um, their their highest dreams. Um, I want everyone to imagine that with me to be your highest dream to have a tent, not a house, to have a tent to uh, cover your children and protect your children from this cold winter. Their homelands were forcibly uh, taken. They lack the basics life uh, needs, um, and the NGOs are doing their best to cover this uh, this. Uh, this needs from uh, of those uh, people. For example, uh, Rahma Worldwide uh, has has uh, been working for uh, more than four months unstoppably to cover those needs, and there uh, are more needs. Uh, for example, uh, hygiene baskets, food baskets, uh, th- for thousands of families were displaced, and there are still uh, in need. The infrastructure of the of uh, in uh, the areas uh, are being targeted. Uh, directly, hospitals are being directed. Uh, even NGOs teams are are not safe uh, uh, inside the civil defense teams uh, that head right away uh, where the bomb uh, where the bombing acquires. Even they are targeting those civil defense and the ambulances. So and when, the when, when you say they're targeting, uh, when you say they're targeting the the civil defense and the and and the ambulances and the aid workers, is that uh, is that happening right now? Uh, or you know, is is it on pause after the talks that 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 that, that have been happening, uh, that have been happening, and the ceasefire that's been agreed? I know you you said that the ceasefire hasn't affected the humanitarian situation, but um, how how was it now around you in Idlib, um, uh, in, in where you are now? In how, how would you describe the the situation? Well, uh, the situation differs from area into another area. Some areas are quite calm and some areas the bombing didn't stop. So we can't say uh, it's 100% peaceful, uh, but the bombing are less uh, in, in a less uh, way, but there is still bombing and there are there's there are still a lot of people displaced. So the ceasefire didn't affect anything on the humanitarian situation. The crisis is still on. Uh, but just like I previously said, the bombing is less now. But we never know. Uh, this is the things. Uh, we, this this is the thing. We never know. We never see it coming. So we can't say right now it's 100% safe. Not even 70% safe. 
right now on the ground. What's the situation with supplies? So is there a is there a way for humanitarian aid to to reach you guys inside Idlib, or um, is that is that still very difficult, or is there a complete blockade? Uh, it's still available. A lot of NGOs are still working very hardly uh, inside Idlib right now because the needs are not only doubled, are tripled uh, due to this heavy displacement uh, or forcibly displaced uh, people inside Idlib. We're talking about more than 1.7 internal displaced from air, from a big area just like Frambil and Sarakib mm-hmm. and Marat al-Nu'man and Khan Sheikhoun, and those are major cities. Uh, Marat al-Nu'man only, Marat al-Nu'man and this countryside consists of more than 250,000 people. And all of those people are uh, for- were forcibly displaced into the north of uh, Idlib. So you... In addition to that, there are more in Idlib, in the whole Idlib, there are more than 3.5 million people. And are, are they the, concentrated? Are they concentrated in the north towards the border, or are they more towards the south? Yeah, I mean, what, how are they spread out in Idlib? Well, uh, you you might not believe this, and the and the audience may not believe this, but they are literally uh, living under olive trees. Houses so, so were the housing, full. the housing Refugee situation. So, the house with the housing situation, you're saying the NGOs are in the area, however they can't cover the needs of the people because there are so many people displaced, people living under olive trees, like you said. Uh, the NGOs are gathering their efforts together. They are working together to cover this need, but the need is enormous. Mm. And, and Just like I what's, previously said. What's, what's the situation with people trying to go across the border? So is there an, is there an option to, to go into Turkey or is the border sealed uh, off? Border are closed. They are we are literally trapped uh, inside uh, Idlib province. No way out. Uh, uh, the people are, are are literally making the journey towards the unknown. Uh, so the man so who is taking they're practically sitting. Sit, I mean, for lack of a better term, sitting ducks, essentially. Yeah. Okay. So it's basically uh, the, everything is literally unknown for the people. Mm-hmm. And, and if, if you have sort of one sort of message i guess to to to, to our listeners and to to to, to the people uh, listening here in 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 the uk and maybe further out what i mean what 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 would what would you say uh, what 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 would you tell them i mean i we can't imagine what it's like obviously living under constant uh, fear for your life and 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 whatnot so if 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 there's one message you could you could put out to people out there as a syrian maybe not an ngo well, worker but as a syrian living in idlib and and having to, to, to survive, what, what would it be? Yes, well, as a human being at the first place, and as a Syrian man, and as a humanitarian worker, have been living inside Idlib, uh, I believe that uh, the whole world's community should take responsibility for the atrocities that are happening uh, inside Idlib. The uh, world community represented by the United Nations should take responsibility for uh, millions of people. The whole people of the world should uh, speak, not only speak up, it has been nine years, we are entering our 10th year, uh, should act for Idlib. Uh, women are dying. Today is the Women's International Day and women are literally dying. And even in the Child's Day, 
the children are dying. They are, we are depraved from the basic human rights. We are depraved from the right of education. We are depraved from the right of being uh, well uh, fed. We are deprived from the least, latest, from the least of the human rights. So my message, just like I previously said, as a human being in the first place, and a Syrian man and a humanitarian worker, we should the whole world community and the whole world people should uh, and must and have to act for Idlib. Um, in terms of humanitarian work and Rahma Worldwide in particular, um, how can people donate to you guys? Uh, of course, uh, we have a Facebook page and we have a website. Rahma Worldwide is not working only inside Syria. They are working in six countries across the world, uh, uh, basically uh, helping those in need in, in the times of needs. Okay, Jazakallah khair. Um, I really appreciate your... Uh... Uh, you're joining in, and um, inshallah, we will, uh, we will obviously from our side, we'll be making dua for you guys. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to provide some humanitarian aid, um, and inshallah, there'll be a political solution um, or a long-term uh, fix for this situation coming uh, your way. But all the Syrian people, and particularly the people trapped in Idlib right now, are in our prayers. Um, thank you very much, Noor, for joining. Yeah, I just want to say it's incredibly powerful to be hearing from someone inside Idlib. I mean, we sit and we talk about it, but to actually hear from someone on the ground, it's 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 a humbling experience. And, you know, we're sitting here in, in a nice, warm sort of office space doing our recording, um, and um, humanitarian workers such as yourself and the wider, the wider uh, you know, Syrian population in Idlib are you know, like you said, sitting on the olive trees just to, just to try and survive. So th- thank, thanks for your time. Thanks for speaking to us. And thanks for all, all that you're doing. And you're, you're definitely in our prayers. Yeah, thank you thank very you much. Thank you so much. For- thank, just, thank, thank you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So we just heard from uh, Idlib. We're now joined by another guest uh, called uh, Kinda. She's a, actually a Syrian refugee herself. She's now left Syria and is outside of Syria. Um, and she's speaking to us on behalf of a campaign called uh, hashtag we are the love um and we're again uh, really appreciate your time uh, for joining us kinda thank you very much salam alaikum alaikum salam thank you for having me on your show mustafa thank you and asad as well i was still sitting in the back uh, <laughs> quietly he's our uh, warrior in the back but anyway so i mean idlib we heard the humanitarian situation is really really serious one of the things that they really um require is uh, humanitarian aid um, but one of kind of, I guess, from from our perspective, we wanted to rather than just have a deeper analysis of the of the situation, um, we wanted to bring on something, someone who's doing something about it, especially something positive. Um, and we uh, we came across your campaign as we are the love. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about we are the love? What is it? Um, and what are you guys? Uh, what are you guys doing um, on the ground? What is we are the love? Why we are the love? <laughs> Uh, we Are The Love is a group of considered uh, friends from different countries who uh, wants to relay a message of peace and love and hope. Uh, they came together when the violent attack uh, against the innocent people inside Idlib, women, men and children began in uh, uh, 2018. Uh, this little group has grown into a full-size campaign with the young activists with volunteer with human rights uh, interested people uh, so our team from different part of uh, 
Middle East, Europe, uh, North America, include Syrians and non-Syrians alike, all of them are independent. Uh, this network, alhamdulillah, uh, is continues uh, to grow every day uh, across the world. So did you, um, did you guys start uh, inside of Syria or like is it a Syrian-led uh, led group or? No, no. Uh, uh, this is uh, 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 like some activists uh, lead by everyone. We are trying to work together. Uh, uh, to share the opinion, to share the ideas, to share the uh, uh, the uh, news between uh, us, to to do th- something positive. We have uh, a three uh, simple messages we try to deliver to the world. So, what, what, uh, if what I are can your messages? speak about the the messages. The first one, uh, uh, the first messages is for the people in the whole world. Uh, we try to say that we, as a civilians, as a human rights uh, uh, activists, uh, cannot let uh, another Holocaust happen on uh, our watch in 2020. So we need everyone who cares to, ra- to raise awareness and to push his local authorities to stop these suffering. Uh, that caused by Bashar al-Assad and his allies. This is, uh, the, the second message is for people inside Idlib. We try to give them uh, uh, some care. To, we try to say that you are not alone in this struggle. We, from all the world, trying to do our best to make sure that an end is put to this humanitarian disease, disaster. And that, that, uh, the that, that, the that, third that... message is... No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, uh, the third message is for international community. Uh, all of what you have done is not enough in, in Syria. You must put more and more pressure to uh, stop this tra- tragedy and to punish the cr- the criminal and stop this war crime. You, when you speak about the We Are the Love campaign and the organization, um, do you work with any other NGOs at the moment? Are you collaborating with anyone in particular? Uh, yes, we try to contact. Uh, with many uh, Syrians and uh, not uh, 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 Syrians uh, NGO inside uh, Turkey, inside Syria and uh, the European. Uh, uh, but uh, the time was so limited, so we cannot have uh, uh, these opportunities to, to get uh, many orga- organizations on the border. Uh, how, how but the... some of these so organizations... How... Uh, Come with us, yes. How 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 has the response been from mainly Western organizations? So the um the amnest not the amnesties the the Red, British Red Cross or the International Red Cross, Camille the Red Cross. Uh, Any, uh, really, uh, uh, the uh, uh, NGOs was uh, 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 its interest was weak, uh, but uh, the the people the the people on the ground the uh, activists. They contact us. They when they hear about uh, what we do, they mm-hmm. uh, they uh, called us to 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 join with us to support us. That was so uh, uh, good for 
for us uh, encourage us to to uh, continue working and to continue speaking about these issues i mean you've you've touched on a you've touched on a, a um, you know you said you just ended with these issues so um to 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 us out here sitting out you know where we're sitting in the uk everything's pretty pretty safe and sound um i mean we can't imagine the issues um that 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 that, that they are facing uh, we've just we just heard from Noorin, who is inside Idlib, and he gave us a bit of an insight. But maybe from your side, what what would you consider to be the main issues? What are the main challenges? What is the main the main the main ask that you know you as we are the love um, are uh, f- um, see as 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 uh, to be at the forefront? Mm. Uh, I can uh, speak a uh, uh, little about the, the situation today. Uh, for three hours ago, the Assad regime and the Russian uh, uh, and Iranian allies have launched a big attack against the civilian in Idlib, which is a small area, include four million children, women and uh, men. Uh, Al-Assad and his Russian allies has been directly targeting school, a hospital, the civil center and other place. So in February alone, we have two, uh, 20 hospitals, 30 schools, and eight camps targeted. We lost more than 200 civilians, and 55 uh, 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 of them are children. So Idlib now is the last place for these people who, is, who dared to say no to al-Assad dictatorians. It includes people from all Syrians areas, from Damascus, from Aleppo, from Homs, Daraya, Dara'a. Uh, uh, all of them were displayed forcefully. So these attacks now cause uh, uh, to disp- displacement for more than 1.3 million people who has been moving to, uh, to unknown, trying to find shelter, trying to find safe. Uh, so these people need support these people they didn't have any uh, 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 nowhere they they have nowhere to live to to go so we t- we are trying to uh, stop this disaster and uh, bring the attention from whole world to what's happening there and they try to help them by pushing the media by pushing the politician to to do something real thing to stop that. It, I mean, it's it's uh, just to put it in a bit of a European context, actually, for our listeners as well. Um, how uh, millions and millions of people are being pushed and kettled into one area, it, Idlib. It's it's pretty. Um, you can draw parallels to to what happened in 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 Bosnia and uh, the Srebrenica genocide, where all the the Muslim you know the Muslim villages and the Muslim cities around they were all sort of funneled and kettled into into Srebrenica and that's when sort of the Serbian the Serbian army came in and we have you know it happened what happened which was the Srebrenica genocide and I think it's correct uh, correct me if I'm wrong Kinda but we are on probably a verge of another genocide uh, happening in Idlib at a, yes. a much much larger scale and you know um, you'd think that the international community would have sort of learned its lesson and 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 acted to to to, to prevent this um so i th- i think um when you've when you've spoke you've you've touched on you know how the government should act and how the media should act um uh, you know as as you know as we are the love or as uh, a syrian uh, 
Syrian part, member of the campaign, what, what, what would you see as relevant action for, for governments to take? Um, what, what, what would you like to see happen uh, from, you know, from Western governments, from, from Arab governments, from you know, the wider international community? Uh, we need to see a real interest. We need to see a real act. To, we need to see to, uh, 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 a real uh, rush uh, to force uh, al-Assad regime to uh, go through the political uh, process, not at the milita military process. Uh, we have uh, Geneva, uh, we have uh, the... Uh, 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 many many things, many uh, decisions that cancelled or paused. Uh, we need to to do what the all whole the world agreed to do in Syria as a, uh, the uh, solution for this uh, problem. Not uh, only to speak, not only to to say that unacceptable, and not doing anything. We need a real act for from them. So what I mean, I guess in terms of. I know that Syria has been on the international community, especially the West level. It's been a series of failures. Um, and my understanding now is that Idlib is like the last point. Um, what do you see as a future of Idlib? Do you think that this should become a, uh, which is what, what I think Turkey is brokering for, is that we have a buffer zone in Idlib, which is kind of guaranteed by Turkey. Do you think that's the right solution for, for Turkish people, uh, sorry, for Syrian people? Is that that's what we do. So everything that the regime and Putin have uh, taken now, um, that stays in Syrian regime hands. And then we have a buffer zone there. Or how, how do you see kind of this uh, this playing out? Because my understanding is in other areas of Syria now, um, there isn't as much fighting anymore. Uh, our uh, first uh, priority today is to stop uh, the bloodshed. Uh, and to, to put end uh, to this suffering. Uh, I don't imagine how can we do that. Maybe SF Zukun is, is a good solution or other, uh, uh, maybe other solution will be better. Uh, but uh, the, the important thing that we have millions of people, millions of civilians, millions of uh, innocents are shatterless. Uh, they are living in open air. Uh, uh, they they need medical care. They need school. They need to feel safe. That's uh, uh, our pro uh, priorities today. The world need to do something. Uh, when we get this, we will find or we will think how to deal with the whole issues in uh, in Syria. But that is important. That's what we want uh, uh, the whole world to do. That that's you know I think that's that's a very very good insight. I mean, what do you see after the conflict? I mean, after after the humanitarian situation clears up, I mean, what 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 happens next? Um, I've, there's been talk about Assad being tried for war crimes. Uh, people have spoken about bringing him in front of the international criminal court or or bringing the perp, you know the 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 the, the, the regime. Uh, in front of the International Criminal Court, similar to what's happening now with uh, Myanmar and how they've been brought in front of the International Criminal Court for genocide. Um, I mean, is that something that as a Syrian you'd like to see? Um, some form of justice where Assad and and uh, his his allies and his, the people who have propped him up are brought before uh, uh, the International Court to face some sort of justice? Uh, 
Yes, uh, that's our dream, but uh, uh, there's difference between <laughs> the dream and realities. Now we, uh, as a Syrian, uh, are hopeless. We didn't think that uh, the international communities are serious to do uh, some real thing. So now we are trying to uh, uh, help these people to, and then we will uh, uh, think with the next step. Yeah, hundred yes, percent. Justice is so important, so so important for us because we have more than million civilian killed, uh, more than half million uh, civilian arrested, uh, uh, more than half of Syrian cities destroyed. This is a war crime. This is the, the criminal must be punished to get the real, real save. I mean, this is the real uh, conclusion you want. You want justice, and I think the whole yes. the whole I, Syrian revolution. Yeah, started I think it's important what you just said about the, the the steps we should be taking. As in, the reason like. Myanmar got taken to the, the ICJ was because um, a country, a Muslim country, Gambia, Gambia. It was the Gambia that took um, the application form and they filed it against Myanmar because only states can take states to the ICJ, mm-hmm. and that's the issue uh, when you don't have a lot of support in the international community. So I think it should be taken a step by step process mm-hmm. because it only happened in Myanmar after the conflict had died down quite a bit. And I think the only. Um, and I think the way it happened in Bosnia and in Sarajevo yeah, as yeah, well yeah. is when when NATO came in, and you know I'm not advocating for NATO just to just to, to, to put that out there, but when the international the international community came in and, and took notice and finally yeah. decided to act, I think the Syrian conflict is coming up to ten years now. Um, uh, I, I still I still remember being in college, sitting in the college common room, and uh, having um, some some girl exclaiming about, "Oh no, I'm having to cancel my holiday to to, to Damascus." At I think time. it was like. With 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 Bosnia and with the NATO airstrikes, it was quite decisive because when 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 NATO got involved, the the conflict ended quite quickly. Mm-hmm. But the Western powers have gotten involved in the Syrian wars, but it turns into a kind of uh, battle of two sides, doesn't it? Instead of instead of hoping to resolve a conflict, mm-hmm. I guess question, Kinda, just to kind of conclude from your side, um, what's the kind of final message uh, from your side that you would uh, that you would uh, send? Um, to our listeners who are predominantly based in the UK but also around the world um, and what do you say to, to Muslims around the world listening and desperate to help but feeling a little bit helpless um, in, in terms of what we can do? Uh, yes, the last, uh, the last uh, message I want to uh, tell for the whole world and the Muslim communities that we are not depending on the government or the political uh, solution as we depend on the uh, uh, human at the uh, people in the whole world who care uh, about justice and uh, supporting the innocence we need them to act with us because they are more power and uh, they can uh, work without uh, agendas and without benefit. That's not acceptable to, to watch million people on the television or uh, to see uh, the videos in the social media. Many of them are suffering and asking for, he- for help and the government ignore them because uh, it uh, 
uh, didn't care. We need the, to, 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 to force these governments, we need to force these international communities to, uh, uh, to uh, get uh, a, a solution for, for that. To, to do uh, uh, to take his responsible to do his duty to stop that and uh, uh, save these people from death thank you very much for that kinda um the we are the love campaign is at we are the love org um so that's all one word um for for joining us thank you very much we really appreciate it um, and uh, hopefully this uh, this campaign and as well as you know so many of the other people who are uh, trying to do good work out there uh, hopefully does lead to a kind of a quick speedy and uh, uh, end without much loss of life to the to the Syrian conflict and also we're able to bring these criminals um, to justice um, so thank you very much definitely. Kinda for your time definitely thank you and I, I really appreciate it. I mean, I'm just scrolling Thank through. You. I'm just scrolling through the Twitter feed for "We Are the Love," and I can see that um, they, you've done quite a number of things. Uh, you did something on New Year's uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, you did something last June, and it seems to be sort of a global a global campaign um, with sort of localized activists uh, all over all over the world. So I think a call to action to our listeners and um, to, yeah, to, to 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 everyone listening is that. You know, contact the the We Are the Love campaign on Twitter. Reach out to them and and give them that support and and and, and aid that 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 they need. And hopefully, through through our through grassroots campaigning and through 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 our through our networks, we can, you know, uh, exert some sort of effect. I think you know uh, the cliche saying of "be the change you want to see in the world." And um, I think uh, it's definitely up to us to act to to try and save the the millions the millions of people. Uh, trapped in Idlib. I think it's been a very surreal episode. We've barely spoken. Uh, All right. Uh, thank you very much, Kinda. Uh, thank you, uh, Mustafa. Thank you, Saqib. Thank you, Asad, for allowing us to speak uh, uh, to in, in your show. Uh, I appreciate that. And all Syrian appreciate uh, of everyone who are care about uh, their issues. Thank you so much. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. All right, so we've had two callers on. Um, I'd like to apologize to our listeners for the sound quality. It's not been as optimal as we try to make it, um, but with connection difficulties, especially dialing in people from abroad, um, it's a little bit difficult. Um, I think, as Mustafa said, it's been a very surreal episode. Um, we're a bit quieter than we are because, obviously, it reflects the uh, severity of the situation. Um, my my personal take back from, from all that is that we are a little bit... Um, we're a little bit helpless in what we can do, uh, but we do what we can. And one of those things is uh, is join, you know, a campaign on social media to raise awareness and to try to bring some sort of uh, humanize the people in Idlib on the ground, um, try and connect with them and think about rebuilding in the future. And, of course, the humanitarian aid aspect, which um, I dare say that people have been hearing about for some time. And um, that need is there just as potently as it has been uh, for the past number of years. Um, but with that, Jazakum um, Khair for listening to another episode of the Middle East Podcast. This has been a special uh, where we try to raise uh, raise the raise awareness of the of the Idlib issue and do kind of our little bit to promote it. And hopefully, everyone can carry that honor, uh, carry that on. Um, and you can start with you know following hashtag We Are the Love or ORG. Um, you can follow us on at the Middle West Podcast uh, on Instagram on the Middle West PC on Twitter, and we've got a new website as well. 
Well, Mid- websites well, we, in the works. Websites yeah, in the works. So we'll have a we'll have a new website well, releasing. So the, the Middle West. The email has changed. The email has changed. Yeah, yeah. podcast at themiddlewest.co.uk, um, and hopefully we'll see you with one of our regular episodes uh, very soon. Assalamualaikum. Oh, assalamualaikum. Oh, so.